Frontier Missions Journal. Stories of hope for the unreached with Adventist Frontier Missions. Hi, my name is Pastor Conrad Vine, and I serve as the president of Adventist Frontier Missions. We are based in Michigan and are a supporting ministry of the Seventh-day Adventist Church, and we were established in 1985. We exist in AFM to establish indigenous Seventh-day Adventist church planting movements among unreached people groups. Since the year 1985, God has blessed our ministry, and he has led as we have grown to where we now work in over 20 countries, with recruiting officers in the United States, in Canada, in Brazil, and also in South Africa. Serving as a frontline missionary is one of the greatest privileges I can imagine. We are called to be ambassadors for God, faithfully representing his grace and truth in equal measure. When we see the Holy Spirit at work, converting and convicting and leading people into God's kingdom of grace, it is a beautiful privilege. The story I want to share today is from West Africa, from a country that sits under the glare of the harsh Saharan sun. This country is governed by Sharia law, the law of Islam, which commands that any who leave Islam for any other faith are to be killed, and also any person who leads a Muslim to Jesus Christ is also to be killed. This is a country where Al-Qaeda are active, and Al-Qaeda impose a reign of fear on the whole Muslim population of this country. This story is called A Home in the Sand and A Home in Heaven. The story begins when Abdullah, a devout Muslim, was praying during his early morning prayers early one morning before the sun rose over the sand dunes. As Abdullah was praying, he had a vision of Jesus Christ in heaven. As he looked into the skies, he saw Jesus looking down and Jesus said to Abdullah, I want to live in a home in Africa. And then just as suddenly as the vision appeared, it went. Abdullah was left to ponder the meaning of the vision. Maybe Jesus wanted to live in his home. So Abdullah set off on a search for truth that would consume his life for the next seven years. He approached many Westerners pleading for a Bible, but nobody would give him one for fear of Al-Qaeda. He even went to the airport to plead with departing Westerners for their Bibles, but nobody gave him a Bible. The fear of Al-Qaeda was simply too strong. Eventually, after many prayers, a foreigner gave Abdullah a copy of the New Testament. Abdullah rushed home with his prized possession, and he started reading it through and through with his wife. As they read, they fell in love with Jesus Christ, the Savior of the whole world, and the Holy Spirit brought conviction to their hearts of their need to become disciples of Jesus Christ. But how was Abdullah to become a disciple? In his country, there are no Christian websites. There are no Christian radio stations like the one you're listening to right now. There are no Christian TV stations or cable channels or bookstores or even churches. It is illegal for a Muslim to convert to Christianity. If the government doesn't imprison you, Al-Qaeda will certainly kill you. So what to do? Abdullah prayed and he prayed and he prayed. He prayed and he fasted and he trusted that God would bring him someone who would lead him into God's kingdom of grace. And this is where God brought me into Abdullah's story. By a series of miraculous events, I found myself in Abdullah's home on the edges of the Sahara Desert. His home was a raised cement platform, about 10 yards by 20 yards, surrounded by chicken wire and with a blue tarpaulin stretched between poles to provide cover from the harsh glare of the sun. The only furniture was a series of old, worn-out rugs lying on the cement. As early morning dawned there at the edges of the Sahara, I found myself sitting opposite Abdullah, and we were sharing lives of our stories with one another. Abdullah had many twins in his family, and I am also a twin, so we discussed the most famous twins in human history, Esau and Jacob. 
And God's promise to Abraham that through him, that is through Abraham, all the nations or the families of the world would be blessed. As we sat and talked, his wife and his sisters brought in the food. A heaped place of rice and chicken was placed on the floor and we all gathered around to eat. I ate the rice and Abdullah focused on the chicken. It was a happy division of labor. Then we were served hot black tea, which was so strong my eyes almost popped from their sockets. The heat was intense. Flies were buzzing all around us. The ladies were covered in black from head to toe. A call to prayer blared from a loudspeaker in the neighborhood mosque, and our conversation and our friendship moved on and became deeper by the hour. As we discussed spiritual matters, we touched upon God's love for all humanity, God's desire that not one man, woman, boy or girl should perish, but that all should receive the gift of eternal life through faith in his son, Jesus Christ. Abdullah shared how the Holy Spirit had been convicting him every time he read his Bible, which he kept in a hidden place for fear of discovery. Eventually, the conversation came to Abdullah's response to God. Whenever I pray my Muslim prayers, said Abdullah, it is like the bones within my arms, very dry. But whenever I pray to Jesus Christ, it is like the living marrow within my bones. He pointed at his skinny arms with joy across his face. How can I learn more about Jesus, he asked me. Can you help me learn more about Jesus? I wondered about this. Yes, yeah, sure, but how could Abdullah learn more? There were absolutely no sources of Bible teaching in his country. He could read, but no way of getting books. I thought back to my shelves at home, laden with many books on the life of Jesus and his parables and his teaching and his life and his death and his resurrection and the wonderful news of his soon coming. My shelves were groaning with spiritual riches back home. They represented an incredibly rich spiritual banquet. And here was Abdullah, my newfound friend, pleading for a few crumbs to fall his way. We prayed and then I had an idea. I said to him that I would send him a Kindle with many books in Arabic downloaded onto it. He could keep an entire library on it and nobody would ever know. Abdullah enthusiastically agreed and some months later, his Kindle arrived and Abdullah was overjoyed. The day came and the day went and soon the sun began to dip behind the Atlantic Ocean. Night was fast approaching, a cooling breeze sprang up. Mice continued running around the edge of the cement platform. Abdullah gently shooed them away. The conversation moved to a logical conclusion. Conrad, said Abdullah, I would like to be baptized into God's kingdom of grace. Would you baptize me today? I want to accept God's gift of grace and eternal life by faith. I thought about this for a moment and then said, no, if I baptize you alone, Abdullah, you will be killed. But if I wait until you and your whole clan are ready for baptism, I will return and baptize you. And it will be much harder for Al-Qaeda to kill an entire clan than just you alone. So please, Continue studying and praying with your wife, your brothers and your sisters, your children, your uncles and your aunts. Abdullah pondered this for a moment. I wasn't sure how he would react. And then his face lit up. Yes, he said, I will start sharing my faith with my family this very evening when you are gone. So please come back and baptize me and my family when we are ready. As the day drew to a close, we walked slowly through the sand dunes back to my taxi. We were walking arm in arm. Abdullah was in his white robes from head to toe, and I was in my jeans and t-shirt. I felt very conspicuous, but we talked warmly. Brother Conrad, said Abdullah, do you believe that Jesus is in heaven now, and that he is preparing a heavenly home for all who believe in him? Yes, sure, I said. Jesus promised us in John chapter 14, verses 1 through 3, that we should not be worried about the affairs of this world, because Jesus is in heaven preparing a new home for all who believe in him. 
It is a most beautiful promise. I agree, said Abdullah. I love this promise of Jesus. Now, Conrad, he said, and he looked me straight in the eyes. When Jesus returns and takes us all to heaven, we all get a new home. Is that correct? Well, sure, I said, that's correct. Jesus promised to take all his disciples back to heaven to a new heavenly home. Fine, said Abdullah, and he moved in for the kill. Conrad, he said, when we get to heaven, can we be neighbors? My heart seemed to pause. Nobody has ever asked me that question before. I was truly humbled by his profound faith and love for Jesus. Abdullah, I said, it will be my privilege and joy for us to be neighbors in our heavenly homes. We prayed together. He kissed me on my cheek. Then I got into my taxi and we drove away. He turned and walked and walked until it seemed that he had been swallowed up by the sands of the Sahara. All around the world today, Jesus Christ is appearing to Muslims in dreams and visions, just like he did to Abdullah, and Jesus is inviting them to follow him. Jesus is inviting Muslims to leave Islam and to enter the body of Christ, to receive eternal life by faith in Jesus Christ as their personal savior, as a personal and gracious gift from God to each and every one of them. And all around the world today, by God's grace, Muslims are turning away from the despair and the violence that wreaks havoc across so many Muslim societies. They are turning to the blessed hope that is found when we follow Jesus Christ, who alone is the Prince of Peace. God taught me a powerful lesson that day in Western Africa. When I view the world through Western eyes, I see Islam as a rising and existential threat to Western civilization. It is a threat that must be neutralized. But when I see the world through God's eyes, I see men and women sincere in their faith, who are caught within Islam, and yet who are sincerely seeking for the Savior of the world and know not how to find him. God was challenging me that day to pray for the salvation of my Muslim neighbor, to deal gently and mercifully with my Muslim friend when in distress, and above all else, to love my Muslim neighbor like Jesus does, who loved me, who loves you, and everyone listening to this broadcast, and who handed himself over that all of us, no matter what our backgrounds, might have eternal life through repentance from sin and faith in him. God challenged me on that day to see the world as he sees the world. Although Abdullah and I live in different countries, we both live in God's kingdom of grace, and I look forward to the day when Abdullah and I are neighbors in heaven. My prayer for every listener today is that each one of us will also find the peace that comes from knowing Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. I also pray that everyone listening today has someone they are looking forward to having as their neighbor in heaven. What a glorious day when we all go to heaven. By God's grace, you and I will all be there. Thou art strong Jesus keep me from all wrong I'll be satisfied as long As I walk Let me walk close to Thee Just a closer walk with Thee to Jesus is my plea Daily walking close to Thee Let it be Till Lord let it This 
world of toil and snares If I falter, Lord, who There are many people in the world still waiting to hear the word and promises of God. As some cultures forbid conversion to Christianity, your prayers are all the more important to the missionaries striving to spread God's word in the dangerous areas around the world. Your prayers are also very important to the families who want to hear the truth of God but aren't allowed to listen or are too afraid to put their lives on the line. Also pray for the men, women, and children who have not yet heard God's word or who have hardened their hearts to the Christian gospel. Not only can you support the missionaries with your prayers, but you can also help them continue their work in these foreign fields through a donation. If you would like to support the missionaries or one of the projects that Adventist Frontier Missions sponsors, hop online and point your browser to afmonline.org give and select the project missionary or the general fund that's afmonline.org slash give you may also call 1-800-937-4236 that's 1-800-937-4236 thank you for listening to frontier missions journal god bless